and welcome to A Gem of a Secret Podcast. My name is Donatella, my secrets. And my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How you doing tonight, Coco? It's fucking hot, Donna. <laughs> Why is it happening again? It's so hot. Oh my Why God. Why is it happening again? I mean, it's not as bad as last time, but I still want to oh. complain. Oh, well, it's, it's not that it's... Well, today was in the hundreds. Yeah. It was in the hundreds. But um, I mean, it's not like the 117. No, it wasn't. It was, I think it was like 105. It was still real bad, though. On my way home from work, I got yeah. in my car because I started it like five minutes before I left the building. Uh-huh. And literally, I got in the car and I was like, why is it so hot as Satan's balls in here? Like, what is yeah. this? Yeah. I was, it was alarming, actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not fun. It's, yeah, like it's it's the perfect reason to want to lose weight, but like the one thing that makes fat people not want to go to the gym is heat. Yeah, I just don't want to get out of the house. Like as soon as I get home from work, I like the the walk back home is my workout because I'm like I don't want to be out in this heat right now. Oh yeah, you should take your scooter to the bus stop. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like yeah maybe. That is the at least win in the hair at least. Yeah, that would be nice. Gosh. So hot. I am going to sell it so then I can get an e-bike, though. I'm getting a Vespa. We should get Vespas together. Vespas. I want a Vespa so bad, especially after watching that movie. They have, like, electric Vespas. Oh, we were going to look they? that up. If they yeah. electric Vespas. I want, I want electric, whatever I get. A Vespa so bad after watching that movie, and everybody's gonna be like, "What's the name of the movie?" I don't remember. It's that new Disney movie. Oh, um. With the kids. Silencio Bruno. I don't know. Yeah, that movie. That's the movie. <laughs> uh, Luca. 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 Yeah, yes, that's the that movie. Was good. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, and I, I just want a Vespa so bad. Um, yeah. Donna, I forgot to ask, what are you wearing, uh, today? Well, since we were just talking about Luca, I, I am dressed like one of those aquatic creatures. Oh, fun. And also, uh, in anticipation for the new season of American Horror Story Double Feature, because apparently it's sirens and aliens as a theme. Isn't it interesting? That's interesting. Yeah. What Uh, about you, Coco? (laughs) um, I'm dressed as a kiddie pool. A kiddie pool. Yeah. The the reason that the floor is wet is because I tried to fill it with water, but it didn't hold the water because I didn't make the dress correctly. Okay. So now I'm just covered in plastic with holes oh i thought the floor was wet because adam walked by in like a fireman outfit um earlier yes <laughs> but that's why it's Puddles. sticky oh, okay <laughs> my mom's gonna be like ew <laughs> i'm not listening to this it's gross i hope everybody's staying cool out there seriously yeah. it is really hot and like Donna had a little bit of a heat strokey moment today, so make sure you're staying hydrated. Climate change is no well. joke. Climate change is no joke, and it really does. This is what I blame Grand Junction for this one specific thing, I have to say, because mm-hmm. I'm bitter. Um, and actually, three things, and Donna will appreciate this. So, it took me forever to move out of Grand Junction, and I came to this beautiful, rainy place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then climate change was like, oh, hi, I suck. Yeah. And then it was like, I, the last, it rained once in the last like five months living in this incredibly rainy place we got some sprinkles last week (laughs) yes like uh... some sprinkles in the morning while everyone was asleep it never wants to rain like during the day anymore yeah i have to water my grass now yeah i don't do that but i need to well the grass everywhere in the city as i so we were driving around to get to the new warehouse today Mm -hmm. at work and i'm looking at all these lawns and they're like yellow they're like all just like burnt to a crisp. Well, that's because it just nobody has so we the first year we lived here, 
I didn't touch the water wasn't a thing I needed no, to put on the yard because like, it would rain. It just rained and now it doesn't do that. No. Like at all ever. Yeah. And so so that's number one. So I blame Grand Junction for that. I finally get out of Grand Junction. Grand Junction's like, let me give you the sea wave. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then real. the other thing is too, which really sucks is um, like we're getting a new stage built at local lounge. It's actually a really beautiful stage. I haven't showed everybody the pictures yet, but the stage is gorgeous. And um, it, what sucks about this is like now COVID is also surging too. The Delta variants like hurting people and we're going back to a mask mandate and it's just making it really hard to event manage at a bar um, and like we get this new fancy stage, but it's too hot to even be outside mm. to even like participate and pr- appreciate the stage. Yeah. Like, cause people aren't going to sit on our hot patio and drink a beer. Like that sounds kind of miserable. Even if the beer is cold, yeah. like you're just like, it's 900 degrees. At- no, Honestly, just like being out and about in this. I'm just like, no, no thank <laughs> just, you. like she's like, even going to work. She's like, I don't know. If I'm no, it's. That's like uh, I have to weigh my options. <laughs> and the, the funny thing is, I was actually just the last thing I was say is like I was gonna work from home tomorrow uh-huh. because I have literally meetings from the second I like go into work until I go home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I should just work from home. That doesn't make any sense because I'm in meetings all day. But there's no air conditioner in the room that we film the podcast, which is also my office. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I I can't do that because I will die. We're in a sauna right now. We're in a sauna. Oh, okay. But Donna, I haven't asked. Yeah. Outside of the heat. <laughs> How are you doing this evening? Oh, Coco, I will let you know after this brief commercial <laughs> break. <laughs> dun, dun, drag race. Oh, we don't want to get sued for copyright, but you know what? I'm really in the mood to watch some drag race. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, there is a beautiful place to watch drag race every week. Oh yeah? Yeah. At local lounge at six o'clock PM. Every Thursday, you can get a first look at Drag Race. Oh my gosh, and currently we're on All-Stars Season 6? Yeah, All-Stars Season 6 is premiering right now, and we have performances that happen throughout the show. Awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. You can buy drinks, hang out with your friends, and just get to experience some buffoolery happening at the bar. Some buffoolery. Not even buffoonery. It's your own made-up word. (laughs) I know, just like a queen from Drag Race. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, catchphrase. What happens after Drag Race? After Drag Race, it goes straight into drag queen karaoke. Yes. So you can sing with your friends, get some cocktails, and party all night long. We have microphone condoms now that you can wear, but masks Ah. are not required if you are fully vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. I guess we'll see you there. Yep, see you there. It's a podcast with Coco and Donna. Tell a podcast. Tune into what they tell you. Podcast with Coco and Donna. Tell a podcast. All right, Coco. I'm feeling excited because we have a creative king with us tonight. Uh, hey, Craven. How are you doing? Thank you for coming on. Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I've I've been bugging Coco about getting on here at some point when I remember. Yeah. Hey, that's so exciting. I'm so excited to have you. Yeah. Craven is one of my favorite people in all of Portland. Every single other person in Portland, you don't compare. (laughs) (laughs) They're the only one who checks on me day and night to make sure I'm doing well. Declared tonight. It is declared. Craven is my (laughs) favorite person in all of Portland. (laughs) They don't even live here. Hey, Coco, what are you doing? 
I'm like, good thing. Because <laughs> they talk to me, they're like, this is this new thing that I'm interested in. And I'm like, oh my God, that's nothing what I'm doing. That's Does so, get, so great. Like a certificate or like a, a key to the city or something? Um, No. Oh. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, um, obviously, we'll get more into our friendship later. <laughs> but let's have our fans and followers find out a little bit about who you are. So, as the first question we ask all of our guests is, how long have you been performing and where did you get your performance names from? Oh, Lord. Okay. Well, let me try to shorten this so it's like, you know, we can talk about other things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I started performing in 2016, and I w started in the, the court system as a rosebud, which is kind of like a mini empress for um, the youth. And um, that got me into drag. Um, and then I kept on changing my last name because I kept on getting adopted, and it got really confusing for me. But it wasn't until I got adopted by Vivica to when I was just like, oh, okay, well, I'm still a drag queen, so I'm Courtney Craven Valentine. And then I was like, oh, no, let's not do that. So I got rid of Courtney. I killed her, put her away, and Craven Valentine's been thriving for about two, almost two years. Um, but, yeah, that's... Uh, that's a short that's a that's a really short way of saying it. i think melina's i talked for like seven minutes about it or something like that <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um yeah i've seen you the funny thing is how did you get so good at makeup like your makeup skills are kind of insane like out of nowhere or actually maybe they are from somewhere where did those come from yeah um, that's the only thing I've been focusing on for like five years. So now I have to actually get good at performing. <laughs> like I'm at the level where I'm very confident with like, I, I have an idea of how to do what I want when I want to do it. And now I need to be able to do that with my body on stage because, you know, I, I have to like look as good as I move in, or, or move as good as I look. That's, that's the right word. Um, so it's just honestly just been, um, trial and error for five years um i looked at videos i copy people my um 30 day makeup challenge was really awesome because i was able to like learn more techniques and you know you know there were some mental breakdowns but i looked good most of the challenge so that was that was nice um but yeah you're, it, I you're mostly self-taught then i'm 100 percent self-taught i mean Oh, you've been, um, I'm done with this. Anyway. I mean, this has been great. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not afraid to ask people how people did things, but like, it's not like I yeah. went to a course and like, I asked everybody and like, I took little pieces from what they told me. And yeah. I still like knowing how people do things because like, I didn't even know how to properly cover brows till like Babylon's like, here, you did this. And then you do this. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, God, how do you cover your brows though? Like, <laughs> That's so funny. You're so good at it, though. What are some of your biggest, like, makeup inspirations? Or who are some of your biggest <sighs> makeup inspirations, too? Gosh, that's hard. I mean, I... Landon Sider really sparked the, like, oh, mm. you can do masculine drag and not have a bare naked face in a sequin suit? That's cool. Yeah. Let me try that. And so... Um, uh, him and then Charity Case. I love Charity Case. They're just so fun. They always do the randomest shit. Um, and I don't know. I follow so many people on Instagram. So like, I'll just like there's um, this artist. I don't. I think they changed their name, but like I think it's Mint ATL. I like her makeup. 
I followed Jada Jada Essence Hall for like makeup tips when I was trying mm-hmm. to try to get a different face, but I just I'll, I'll follow anyone that um, catches my eye or does something different. Um, and I also take a lot of like my makeup inspiration from like manga and anime and mm-hmm. random horror movies. Or I saw a leaf and I was really inspired. I don't know <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> as somebody who's performed, because this is like, because we don't normally get to ask this of people, as someone who's performed hyper feminine drag and hyper masculine drag, like what are, like, what are some of the pros? What are some of the cons? What, the, how the audience perceives you, the online notoriety, offline notoriety, performance notoriety? Uh, something I've really noticed is um, like me, me and Britt, my, my partner, um, we, like we kind of got on the scene at the same time they had a little bit of an advantage because they turned 21 before me so i was kind of just like you go get them then this i'm gonna stay home and, and do something but um i've noticed like just like you know even at the level i'm at i still struggle with like getting followers on instagram like even though they're we were going hard on like you know all the little tricks that get you more and they're st- they're almost at 2000 i'm still almost at like 1200 and we kind of yeah, so the the attention of hyper femme gets a lot more like validation because people are like, oh, RuPaul's drag race queens, and so mm-hmm. people are just kind of like, oh, I love drag queens, and then when they think of drag kings, especially in our area, there's like there are a lot of amazing talented drag kings, but people tend to think about the court system where they're just like no makeup, sequin jacket and they like do elton john like this and this isn't meant to be like a read or anything that's just like the majority of the male performances are like that i know exactly what you're talking about though because that's exactly what the court system was like too where we were from in a lot of ways yeah and so some people when they see me go on stage I, I think sometimes, like, depending on the crowd, it'll just be, like, utter confusion of, like, oh, you're gonna fuck a unicorn on stage, okay. I don't know if I want to give you my money. I don't I don't support <laughs> reality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, your your performances are actually really dynamic. I, Your concepts are just insane. I'm gonna let you finish your answer, but I have to say that, like, yeah, your Deadpool number where you're wearing a wedding dress... Um, dressed as Deadpool, effing a unicorn on stage is kind of it's kind of an interesting thing to see, and it's alarming. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just kind of thought that since I spent two hundred dollars on this step down dress, I should get my money's worth. But also, if Deadpool was at a wedding, he a hundred percent would wear the dress because he wants all the attention. Because there's no way Deadpool's not a Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, but, um, I mean, I've done both, so it was really fun being, like, you know, this feminine anime queen. I didn't look that great, but, like, I felt good when I did it. And, I, you know, I went through the normal struggle that most performers go through and be like, I look better with makeup on. I don't ever want to take it off. And then you're just like, okay, well, but I, I do look different under the makeup, and i got to accept that. So that, that's, that was one of the struggles I went through when I did the hyper-femininity and I think that was just kind of like figuring out that I was like a little more gender non-conforming than like the regular person. So, um, but at this point in my life, I'm really uncomfortable in the femme drag because you also get, you know, sexually harassed and, you know, yeah. 
occasionally like assaulted and like it's not like when i say like occasionally assaulted like people want to grab you because they're like oh these are pads and if they're not pads it's really awkward because it's like please don't touch me yeah you definitely have a lot of personal space issues when it comes to your body and how you present yourself as most of us do but with you because you've been so much hypersexualized on and offline Mm -hmm. like i can see why it's even worse for you in those capacities it was so, true. It was really overwhelming when I first started Craven because, like, I got so much attention, and it was like, it as great as it was, it was also just like, oh my god, I don't know how to handle this. Like, people are just uh-huh. like, like I, I remember this one person thought I was a um, a cis woman, like doing you know drag king stuff because that that's, that's traditionally how it started, um, and you know it's important to know that. Um, <laughs> And, and, you know, trans men also started drag kings. Um, but they kept on mentioning my femininity that they could see. And I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And then they just kept on bringing it up. And it was like, I'm a fucking dude that does dude drag. I don't know. I don't know what what feminine essence you're, like, seeing oozing out of my pictures. But you need to stop right now. Oh God! This the dysphoria that would actually come from that. Be like, wait a second. Like, I'm like, I have a beard, and like, I like what? <laughs> I'm just like losing out of these photos. What gave oh, you this, the impression besides your assumptions of my gender? <laughs> so gorgeous oh, and feminine and femininity. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, wh- can you explain a time? What has been? the hardest thing for you when it has come to drag in general i mean there's i feel like when you do drag for a long time you always get like certain like landmark points where you're just like when i was this old it was this a couple years later it was this so like i feel like i have about like two major points that in drag that's made it really well i guess i would say three yeah um Oh my god, my partner needs to stop coughing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I um, so the first one was um, gender identity. When you do drag, you push the boundary of your gender because you are presenting in a way that society hasn't forced you to do, and so you know you get lots of questions. And if you don't question at first, you just feel really good, and you just ignore them and put them away, and you stuff those feelings away, and then you can just deal with them later. So for a while, I only liked being in drag because I felt attractive in drag, which, because, you know, when you do femme drag, you get the attention. People say you're gorgeous, you're a model, and you could, like, be really busted, but people still do it because when they see drag, they usually want to, like, support you, and I think that's a really cool thing that a lot of people who are fans of drag do. They don't just go up to people and be like, wow, you're crusty. Like, it's usually just mm-hmm. like, let me find one thing to say to this new drag performer because they probably don't know anything that they're doing. Like, I remember, I don't know if you know Jackie Daniels, but I when I was brand new, I went to the Escape Nightclub and the only compliment she could come up with was, I like where you put your hairline. <laughs> with my wig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't look very good. I'll send you pictures. I like when you put <laughs> your hair. Like with I the wig. I'm going to say that to every queen. I like I where do I like where like you from now on. Placed your hairline tonight. I like your hairline is so perfectly placed this evening. She just <laughs> went up. She's like, I 
She's like, I really like where you, your hairline is. <laughs> I love her. She is the sweetheart. <laughs> that's like, funny. She means so well. <laughs> I mean, it's just that's just a really interesting line. That might actually be the title of this episode. <laughs> that was, that was my first compliment in drag. <laughs> that's awesome. I remember nice. it because it was so odd. <laughs> it is. It is iconic. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, I, sorry to do this to you, but I have ADHD. What was the question? Um, I said, what was your hardest moment? Okay, let's your answer your question. Drag? So, you know, questioning your gender, but also, like, internal drag drama. That is, like, the hardest thing that's make or break. Like, I have really bad yeah. anxiety. And so when there's things out of your control that make you really upset and make you feel up unsafe in the community, it makes it really hard to want to persist. And I've had a couple different, you know, situations where, like, it just made it hard to be around people because I felt really distrusting because of certain events. And, and I've had, like, probably, like, probably two specific ones, but they just, it's not a fun time when people want to come for you because you're just like, wow, I want to die. Like, cool. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I feel like most people do go through it at one point because, you know, we're very encouraged in the drag community to try to be like, you know, um, I'm trying to think the word, but uh, like because drag is inherently political. So when you do drag, you do want to, you know, do the best you can in politics and trying to support like good messages and spreading information. Mm -hmm. However, not everyone in the drag community agrees on the same thing. So that makes it difficult that makes sense it does but, you know, you, even if it's hard you still have to fucking do it like sorry it's great to get your coin but you know there's an original purpose true so switching gears yeah. how has it been how has it been being in a long-term relationship with a partner who also does drag i feel like people who start drag i, I don't know i feel like like already established drag artists who've never dated someone in drag they're just like oh my god nightmare no thank you i don't want to do anything but like me and my partner do such different drag and the only thing i end up like borrowing is like accessories that i sometimes ask to do and sometimes i forget to ask to borrow <laughs> Um, it's, okay, they got these really cute, like, bracelets that are leather with, like, spikes, and sometimes I need them. <laughs> um, Fair. honestly, the only issue is, like, since, like, I do drag king stuff, and they do more femme drag, it's more just seeing, like, the inherent, like, bias of, bias. like, what drag yeah. is. So that's the only frustrating thing. Like, I love it. We can talk about concepts. We can help each other with mixes. I actually taught Britt how to do the mixes. And we both just figured it out from then. Like, I was just like, oh, you do this and this and this. That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I love <laughs> my drag so much. Oh, just for my, uh, just so our listeners out there, uh, Craven is actually the partner of my drag daughter, Brittany Yes. Dion. Um, I don't think that was clear. Um, <laughs> we've never had Brit on here, have we? We, we have never had Brit on here. We should oh. have Brit on here. Brit is really spastic, though. That'd be really hard to do. That Sagittarius <laughs> energy. They usually are closing, so you have to get them on a good day, like today. And not high. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> when did that ever stop me? <laughs> <laughs> no, no 
Marco, I messaged uh, you earlier about how I had like two glasses of wine before and you didn't respond. I know, I'll, I know. I'm so bad. Water. I'll drink water. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm a little I'm a little red, but that's because I don't have AC and I had to put a shirt on. It's so hot. Oh my god. This heat Donna's wave. just like she's like, I'm, I have questions, but I'm burning alive. It, yeah. <laughs> I'm I was like almost passed out before this mm-hmm. tbh but i am uh hydrating and feeling a little bit better yeah it oh oh yeah you probably almost had a heat stroke today yeah yeah because you were out in public in 110 yes. degree i was weather moving working. stuff into that a makes warehouse more sense. okay yeah that makes Poor more thing. sense you said it yesterday it was perfect yesterday there was mm-hmm. wind it was like 70 <laughs> degrees yeah. and there was wind <laughs> um my next question for you, Craven, is I want to know what what would be a fun drag show that you would want to like put together. Not necessarily, and don't think about like the work involved. Think about like the final product. Like it's the sh- it's show day. This is the show that Craven Valentine has produced. This is what it would look like. Themes, cast, the, the theme, the cast. Who's hosting? It was going to happen, Coco, and then COVID was just like, no, thank you. But it was probably good that I didn't do it at the Coffin Club, um, also known as, like, you know, Lovecraft Bar, which is named after the, you know, H.B. Lovecraft, that terrible man. Um, It was going to be drag flicks and chill, and honestly, it would just be, like, you know, a horror-themed, like, show. Like, um, I was going to just be, like, kind of generic for the first theme, but then maybe, like, Further on, I would go into, like, more specific horror themes, like, you know, camp horror, which is really fun, or, like, you know, um, God, like, those really weird, like, hereditary midsummer, the ones that, like, mm. make you have to, like, go get coffee after. With Ari your- Aster? Yeah, me and my friend mm-hmm. Christina saw Midsummer, but the movie started already, so it was dark, and we're, like, stumbling over the chairs trying to find a place to sit. We sit down, and we see the opening scene, which was her sister who um, taped all the doors and windows and murdered her, her parents and herself, and so we're just walking into this, and yeah. we're like, oh, my God, and we sit down, and no one's in there. Uh, and then we had to get coffee and, like, sit there for 15 <laughs> minutes not trying to have a mental breakdown after the movie. <laughs> if if you want commiseration, Donna and I, and now it's happening to me as well, me and Donna <laughs> listen to, I call it in the genre of Less Not Meat stories, which is, like, yeah. creepy real-life stories about things of people getting murdered or seeing death or mm-hmm. a creepy instance where somebody broke into their house, touched their stuff some horrific incident happened to a best friend and we go to sleep on those stories yeah (laughs) what is wrong with you Um, it's calming uh it's it's um calming for the apparently deranged yeah which is who we are now yeah Um, it's called the discomfort zone for people who are really used to like bad things happening in your life Uh, you find (laughs) comfort in hearing like terrible things that happen to other people and it's like you can't psychologically really change it, but it's just kind of a way your mind has gone. At least that's Maybe what I'm thinking it. about. <laughs> Honestly, it does it does kind of bring me a bit of comfort in a really bad way. Me and my therapist have a lot to unpack this. Week. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I like listening to them because I feel um, better prepared if something like it happens to me. But also, probably not. I'll probably freeze up and not know what to do. Um. I, don't, 
I, for me, it's like moods. Like I usually freeze in bad situations. However, there's yeah. times where I'm ready to punch people in the face before it even mm. happens. And that's not good Same. when like there's no reason for it. I'm just like, we're going to fight today. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting. I actually had a let's not meet occurrence that just happened recently. Really? Uh, yeah. It, it, well, it just, it, the way it ended was kind of weird. So me and just to share this with our listeners here and Craven, I was heading back. We were getting back from a bar. We were stopping by a local lounge and there was somebody laying on the ground and I immediately had a flight response, but I was like, no, that's wrong. And I was like, and Adam was with me. If I was alone, I don't know what I would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do walk over and it's funny. We actually brought somebody back to the bar with us who took off immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we walk over and I was like, Hey, hi are you okay and then they opened their eyes but it was like the most like zombie glassed over thing i'd ever seen and i was like oh this is not safe anymore (laughs) it was all the red flags was that Um, your first time interacting in portland with someone who's taken you know high I'm going to call them high-profile drugs, but you know what I mean. (laughs) High-profile Actually, I think that they were just drunk. Okay. Um, Well, actually, well, you don't know, right, when you see a person laying on the ground. They could be injured, drunk, or high. Uh And uh, they opened their eyes, and I was like, oh, goodness. And they looked dazed and confused, so I think they were passed out. Oh. Um, And so uh, Adam was like, I'm going to go get them some water. And I was like, oh, but I'm still out here. <laughs> here. So I'm like keys in hand backing away. Like, <laughs> this is uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a whole situation where I was just like, cause it's funny. I do love horror stories too. I love movies like that. And, but. Oh, I see that weird one. You're just like, mm. oh, send it to me. And I was just like, are you sure I watched Sleep Over This? <laughs> <laughs> like, I need it now. <laughs> I need to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. I'm like, send them all to me. I hour, countless hours. Um, but getting yeah. back to you, getting back to you, opposed to me and Donna's. Not as weird as. Really weirdness. <laughs> um, what is your favorite show that you've ever performed in? Oh, gosh. Okay. You got to give me, like, oh, you know, it's here. It's here. I found it. I I panic at the patio, like, hands down. And, like, it was just because the producers just, um, all three producers, that was was kind of a fun thing. Amy Tickle Phoenix, Bia Brat, and Alexandra O'Dare just made it the perfect, like, warp Tour experience. Like, even, like, ignoring, like, any of the performances, like, they, um, they had it, um, someone sponsor them and made, like, custom stickers for every single, like, performer there. We got to hand them out. I sold a lot of mine for a dollar because we were told we could, and I wanted extra tips and import. So I was just like, hey, you want to buy some stickers? Like, <laughs> um, but it was just really fun. Everyone was excited to be there. There was like, there was nothing like, it was, it was this kind of that show where everyone was into it. And, you know, there wasn't like the couple performers that were there just to perform and then go home like everyone was kind of just excited about like adding this nostalgia factor to it so that i I just i like the thought that was put into it but i also liked how like 
the crowd was really excited about it. It just, everything worked out super well. It's a good title for a show, too. It was a good title. Oh, yeah. It was a really interesting show. Um, it was an interesting dynamic um, with how it worked out. And they made a decent amount of money on that show, honestly. I got to do a really personal number, too, which was kind of fun. And Adam helped me, even though he was on vacation. And I thought that was really nice of him to still help me. <laughs> How come everybody asks you to be a background sex toy during their numbers? Oh, God. <laughs> you at the Portland pageant? <laughs> I was. <laughs> um, I was actually not supposed to be there. That was supposed to be Brit. Oh. Oh. But um, I was going to wear a crop top, but then Jonathan wasn't wearing anything on top, and he was wearing underwear, and I was like, oh, I better even this out. So I took my shirt off, and I was like, all right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it was fun. It. Like, it was it was interesting, because, like, I had Kimberly teach me choreography, so I was like, all right, this is how choreography goes. And then mm-hmm. King taught me um, choreography, so that and that was a lot different. <laughs> it was a, two different styles. <laughs> Um, one was more technical, and then King's was more like, this is the vibe. Mm. Oh, yeah, vibe nice. choreo is really hard. They're like, you need yeah. to be, like, like, creepy and use your eyes, but also go with the, the music. I'm like, mm. I'm so glad I've been performing for, like, five plus years, because, like, me probably two years ago, I've been like, mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Who are some of your favorite artists that you like to perform to? Oh, gosh. Um, that's a hard one because I don't, like, really stick to, like, a specific, a specific. artist. Um, I definitely perform a lot more um, femme voices than, you know, masculine ones. And I think some people think that's, like, the most amazing thing. Like, I remember Gunnar Scott was just like, you just are so different. And I'm like, thank you. Like, no, he he meant it in a good way. But I was just like, okay, Mr. America, thanks. Got this. (laughs) Um, I I don't know. I really like alt-pop. I've been, like, Mm -hmm. really into girly. And I don't know why anyone else isn't performing to girly right now. Because, like queer icon good music you can dance to it and like most of her songs are gay as hell so it's just like what's going on (laughs) um i trying to it's it's usually the alternative stuff like i like ash nico i've done a couple of her songs um god let me let me look at my Spotify because I can't remember right now. <laughs> I've been listening to this Dutch uh, pop artist called Lafe, but I haven't performed any of her stuff because I don't know German that well. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's also fair. Um, okay, so I see Gurley. Um, I'm doing Charlie XCX tomorrow. Oh. I love uh, Charlie XCX. Um, oh yeah, we yeah. are performing. By the time this episode airs, we are performing today, um, at Star Kings versus Star Queens. Mm-hmm. At um, like seven or something like that. Yeah, at seven o'clock p.m. at Star Theater, everybody should show up. It's gonna be such a cute thing. If you're not down for a show, karaoke's gonna be happening at Local Lounge as well mm-hmm. as our Drag Race viewing party at Local Lounge at six o'clock p.m. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's lots of things happening tomorrow. But that'll be cool. And me and Craven are going to get real drunk. And by real drunk, I have to feed him a shot, and then he's done. And then five cocktails later, I'll be good. <laughs> That's because I'm poor, and I don't... I, you know how much I regret buying a shot at CC's? Like, I'm so mad at myself, because I was just like, I can't afford the cover for this show. So Jonathan was the sweet angel sent from heavens, and Devlin's very blessed. They're an adorable couple. Like, you know they've been together, like, nine years. Like, yes, it's... Uh, but they paid for my cover, and then I'm just like, oh, I'll well, I'll just get a shot. You know how much shot was? It was like eight bucks, and then I tipped two dollars because I I don't know how to tip. Like I don't know. I'm just like that's probably good. That's probably the tip. Um, but yeah, so that made me kind of look like an asshole. But uh, you know, I, I get it. I get it. And then just for our listeners out there, um, Devlin Lynn Phoenix and Jonathan have been in a relationship for over nine years. Devlin Lynn Phoenix is actually an amazing entertainer who hosts a brunch at Pharmacy once a month and is a co-hostess of Every Black Magic on the second Saturday of the month at Local Lounge. And it, didn't she say that brunch was, like, poppin'? Oh, God, the brunch was stupid poppin'. <laughs> My God. <laughs> that was some good money. <laughs> Honey walked out of there with a car payment. Like, <laughs> good money. Do you want to share or <laughs> um, answer your question, Donatella? Um, honestly, it's alt pop, and if I vibe with it like that week, that's usually what I pick. I'll have to send you my Spotify so you can be as confused as I am. For sure. Um, but um, I like making mixes too, so sometimes mm-hmm. I'll go with like a theme, and then I'll be like, "Does this song work for the mix?" And then if it doesn't, then I just find a different song. Um, but I, I like to have themed mixes. It's kind of fun. Yeah. So let's talk about something that's a little bit more controversial and not controversial at the same time. So you also have some other skills that you've lended folks, and I can talk about it because like, I didn't make it on, but like you made my video for Drag Race. I did. Because like, you have video editing skills, which I think are pretty awesome. And you have music editing skills because you make mixes and things like that. And then you also make memes, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I sent that to my my drag mom, um, Stephanie, um, yesterday because, like, you know, it was a rough day for her. And I was just like, this might make her laugh. So I just, that picture came up and then I was like, let me just write about the current event right now. And so I did that and I was like, hey. Are you in the mood for a meme that's very specific about what's happening to you right now? If you're not, that's so fine. But I, I just felt compelled to make it. So, and then <laughs> I just, I sent that and then she didn't respond for a little bit. So I was like, okay. And then she's like, send it to me. And I'm just like, here you go. And then she laughed at it and that was good. And then, then everyone posted it uh, today. <laughs> today. And then everyone posted hey, it. And everyone's funny. tagging me. So I'm just like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because that's the kind of attention that you don't love. <laughs> but you know what? I at least uh, when when whenever there's like controversial attention for me, I'm the most scared when I don't have enough like rebuttal. Like if I don't think I can rebuttal a conversation, or if I don't know enough about it, like I don't want to involve myself in that conversation mm-hmm. because I'm not educated enough for it. This situation is pretty straightforward, so I'm not too yeah. concerned if there is a conversation with you know people i mean there's not much 
either of us can say because it was kind of just like you said this and that's why i made this very specific meme i'm sorry that your feelings are hurt yeah i understand i'm not gonna unmake the meme (laughs) yeah and then since me and don are gonna get famous from this podcast um people are gonna be listening seven years (laughs) from now what we're talking about specific just specifically is just there was a person there's a trans um woman of color her name is stephanie and somebody in her comment section called her aggressive and was commentating on yeah. a, uh, a, a thread that she had. Uh, this entertainer's name is called the Antichrist. And so Craven had basically just created a meme that was... It was funny, honestly. I cackled. It's from <laughs> Pose, right? I forgot it's, her name. It's but from Pose. It's from yeah. Pose. But she's taking a drink while she's saying, wait. Yes, yes, Electra, Miss Electra Abundance. Yes, and Craven gave this to Stephanie, which posted online. Basically, it's basically just telling the Antichrist, like, read the room a little bit, and this is not a space for you. Um, and it was a, it was an interesting moment. The and aggressive part was what got me. I was like, oh wow, that's just like yeah. textbook, like you know, yeah, textbook racist stereotypes that you could say. Yeah, it microaggressions it's, and it's really it's really microaggressive nonsense yeah. and but in reality it it was a gross, gross moment and and so it was nice that there was a little bit of levity to it at the at the same time. Personally for me, sometimes I have really hard times when like things get really heavy and like sad and depressing. Like I hate it when people start talking about like, oh, this world's going to shit. Like how like yes there's evidence proving that but why 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 don't you have faith for the future so when like stuff like that happens i really want to make like things like lighten up and so i saw this picture and i was like oh this is stephanie would do this stephanie would definitely take her drink start drinking it tell someone to wait but but it's not like a don't talk it's like you're gonna stand here and wait till i finish my drink and then i'm about to tell you what i think and so i just i saw that and i was just like oh i gotta make this for her i think it might make her laugh it was great. It was so great. <laughs> um, what was your other question with this? Because I know we weren't just gonna talk about the meme, or was that what you're? Oh no, that about? was that was it. It was controversial, that was the non-controversial. Because okay. like you do have other skills, like you do video editing and you make mixes, and you're an insanely talented makeup artist. And I think most people in the city would agree with that. Thank you. Um, and yeah. so yeah, like major kudos to you. And um, uh, our website is thegemofasecretpodcast dot com, and I'll definitely be posting some of the looks some of the looks of craven valentine <laughs> so our, our last question that we always like to ask or as we get close to our last question is if you ever got into a bar fight um who would you want on your team one of the uh one of the drag entertainers three drag entertainers three. you would want on your team yes. okay well okay one my drag, my drag mother stephanie because she got mad and broke her knuckles by punching a wall and i know that she won't hold back so damn um <laughs> there's that i mean obviously i'd be on my team because i mean coco knows me pretty well and that i do have anger issues so if i don't hold back it's just gonna you know it's gonna be very successful for me however i am very worried about going to jail and that's why i've never like you know unleashed that emotions <laughs> but if i need to i would be okay <laughs> um I know that that was such a Leo thing of adding me on the team. <laughs> it really was. God, um, Leo's it, are but, but, but there's Stephanie, <laughs> so we have one. Um, honestly, I'd have my partner, Britt. Like, there's a lot of situations that we've been in where it's just like, 
they 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 don't think they move they just you know go forward with it and it would just like mm-hmm. it would be kind of like the interrogative process of this like oh you want to fight like mm-hmm. <laughs> like it, they would just be kind of like the boundary of just like if if anything happens to me these two people back here are probably gonna ruin your face or something like that um and then what would i think who else do you want like drag performers that like people know um no it's drag performers that you would want in the bar fight to help you win Mm, okay and it has to be a drag performer that you know yes this last one is going to be hard because I haven't decided yet. And so now I'm just kind of trying to buy time while I pick like which one I would do. It's funny because a lot of people, um, some of the, I don't think anybody's ever said Stephanie before. No, good ones. I don't think anyone has. Yeah. That's, that's just a mistake though. Honestly, on their part. Why wouldn't you have me on your team? The most reliable person I know. Like he is actually like hundred percent. It's funny when I do my interview, I think I'm going to have the perfect list now after doing all of these. Um, <laughs> you got to the moment, though. It is hard in the moment. What's your list, Donna? Um, I had Kimber on mine. I had... Let's see. Who else? I had, oh, uh, Valerie. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did have Valerie <laughs> yeah. DeVille for some reason. I was like, what the... F-? And did you, um, did you have Atlas? Yeah, Atlas, yeah, Atlas too. Atlas was the one you had. Yeah. Mm. This is so hard because I feel like me and Stephanie would be set. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> um, honestly, energy. here, I'm going to just uh, throw in an oddball. I would have Shandy on my team because I don't know what would happen, mm. but it would be very successful. Yeah, it would be wild. <laughs> she would end the whole, con- the, the whole conflict by, like, singing, and, like, you'd be like, what the fuck's happening? But then they would be distracted. So me and Stephanie would come up from behind and just beat the shit out of you know who I would beat the shit out of, but it, that'd be that person. That's so funny. I, that's so funny because the reality is, I think somebody did also choose Shandy in one of our interviews because of how chaotic they are. It'd be yeah. perfect though. Like she would, she would do something very random, and it would just be the perfect distraction because Britt would be the first distraction. But then, then Shandy would probably do some bullshit right over here, like you know to avert for me and Stephanie to come up from behind and just get the job done. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I also yeah, play a lot of D&D, so I think about like teamwork things that are in violent <laughs> manners a lot. It's interesting cuz like a lot of people do have it in the sense of like like cuz like when we interviewed it, when we interviewed Average Levine, mm-hmm. she said Atlas, but it wasn't because Atlas like would it wasn't about like Atlas being tough, it was like Atlas being loyal and a family member and being her drag mm-hmm. mother. Right, stuff like that. And, like, I think one for my list when I finally do mine would be, like, Shaniqua Vol. And it's not necessarily because Shaniqua could whoop somebody's ass, even though she could. It's just that she, Shaniqua's also just super loyal and she doesn't like people effing with her friends. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, it's it's so interesting to hear the reason. I like the reasoning more now. I do. Yeah. I like the reasoning of why. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, so, so the last question we have for you um, is just, do you have anything that you want to promote? And what are your socials? I'm not giving you my social security card. I'm sorry. Does it start with a five? Does it start with a three? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, 
they're the, so I have I mean I have I guess if this is coming out tomorrow today's show Star Kings versus Star Queens which is I'm sort of headlining but I'm still doing two numbers which I have not sent in yet uh probably should do that <laughs> whoops <laughs> <laughs> I know what songs I'm gonna do it just you know it happens yeah um I have that and then I'm gonna do um I'm doing a tree beard number for um, Sue's corporate takeover on the 24th. Um, I asked her if she had any spots and she said, well, I I need a fantasy number for it. And so it's just one number, but I was just like, I've been wanting to do tree beard. And she's like, you're in the show. And so I'm like, all right, now I got to make this tree beard thing. I mean, I got like the head pieces in the background, that like little, that giant thing. Um, it, it, It looks weird from afar, but. Hmm. I, I spent all day yesterday and then I didn't touch it today. Um nice. so creative. <laughs> and I don't know what day this is, but it's in September. Um it is I think it's uh Alexandra O'Dare's show. It's uh Channel Surfer. I don't I don't know what the day is, but I'm very excited for that. It is September, I believe. Yeah, Channel Surfer. I think that is what they wanted to call it. It's September 24th. Oh, good. I have time to get my costume. Um, after popular demand and no free will added, I will be doing Naruto Uzumaki as a number. Nice. Nice. Um, but I decided since I have to do it from popular requests, I'm just going to do three minutes and 30 seconds of Naruto being the most annoying character. That's awesome. I also want to pay the voice actor to say I'm Naruto Uzumaki and I'm here to fuck up some shit. Believe it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I, love that. Um, I don't know if they do that, though, but I need to look into it because I would pay them whatever they want. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love that. I love that. They're also an ally. The, I, I'm pretty sure the voice of Naruto is a lesbian. So Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look that up. If that's not true, listeners, uh, cancel us in the comments. Oh, oh you my did, God. Um, <laughs> you know what? I got really close to being canceled for being aggressive, so I'd love to be canceled for misinformation next. Oh, yes. Gosh, you were almost canceled for... It was really stupid, too, because it was just yeah. like, I can big book like everyone else in Portland does. <laughs> fucking add words to it. Who yeah. just threatened someone specifically? I'm like, was I in their DMs? No, I wasn't. So... That wasn't threatening anyone specifically. I was threatening a situation. T. I really was. Like it wasn't. I know you were. Specific. I know like, you were. If I wanted to fight someone specifically, I'd keep it to myself because people freak out over that. True. That's mm-hmm. absolutely true. And honestly, as kind of a person as you are, it takes you a lot to get there. And as everybody knows, you are a sweetheart, except when it comes to you, when somebody disrespects your partner. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's a big thing. That's like the. That's the trigger. So, like, you know, if you want to be good with me, just be nice to my partner. And also, don't be weird and ask me, like, oh, so is, like, your partner interested in me? Because I won't answer. I'll say they think you're the ugliest thing since, like, you know, a tree stone. (laughs) Yeah, don't. Oh, my gosh. I don't know why people do this. All listeners everywhere, if you are interested in a person, do not ask the person that's physically closest to them um, if they, like, about them. Yeah. <laughs> about it's the person the most you're interested awkward in. awkward conversation. It's just it like, I'm so sure you have people asking about Adam all the time. Because... Always. Like, 
Constantly. Because Adam's really cute and nice, and people are like, oh, is he into me? And you're like, he's not at all. Yeah. Like, As Babylon said, he is deliriously in love with me. <laughs> I love that. That's so cute. Okay. So I'll let you do a bonus question on me because I'm a Leo and I think it's still Leo season. So ask me anything and I'll give you an answer. Oh. Um, I don't. Yes. I, I can't say that it will be true, but I'll give you an answer. Oh, for the love. <laughs> I actually, I, I did have something that actually, because you brought it up. Um about specifically you um me and donna talked about this a long time ago uh you actually shared this and i had seen it before you shared it It was a TikTok um, of that woman who was just jiggling her body saying your trauma response is triggering my trauma Mm, Um, and as a person who was struggling really hard with trauma for a while there to where you removed yourself from the community your friends and you know kind of went inward started looking at your mental health really seriously, moving back out into the world. Um, how would, what would advice would you give to people who's, who literally have a lot of um, triggers to people's trauma responses? It's so it's the weirdest thing. Like when I sent that, that was probably at my low point. That's when we kind of had a, like our little falling out because I was like projecting a lot of my mental health on things that you can't control and it's not your problem to control. So um, at that point I shared it because like I, I, I recognized that it was true. Um, and, you know, in Portland we have a lot of, there, I mean, unfortunately we're in a queer community where a lot of us have had really awful upbringings and, you know, a lot of us have experienced a form of trauma, like at least most of us. Yeah. And so it's hard to, um, you know, it's it's difficult to navigate when, like, you know, someone has a trauma response to you. Let's say um, I had, like, I, I was being triggered earlier because I had a memory of my abuser. And then Donna came up to me and asked me about something that was stressing me. Aside from that, like, I could have a complete response of being like, can you, like, fucking knock it off? Like, something like that. Like, and it'd be out of the blue. And uh, and then that would probably set you be like, oh, my God, Craven fucking hates me. And, like, it just, it starts this whole mass of, like, miscommunication because we're all just, you know, not having a good time. And it could just be something in the air. It could be the day. But um, I guess the... <laughs> The way I've been navigating, I've actually been doing therapy weekly since like November. And so that's been really helping me with like, even the day, like there'll be a week where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm fixed. I'm fixed. I'm good. I'm good. And then the next week I'll be like, oh, but then someone said something to me and I looked way too into it. And now I need to talk about this. So I don't like freak out about this. Um, obviously, um, you know, therapy is not an option for everyone. Not everyone has insurance that covers it, that makes it affordable. Um, but, you know, just it's important to check yourself because, like, you know, even if you're hurting, you can still hurt people while you're hurting. You know, the saying hurt people hurt people. It's very true. And you're not going to make any friends if you don't admit that you're hurting the people while you're in pain. Like, yeah. and it's it's a hard reality because, you know, we all want to be the best person we can and we all like, you know, want to be scot-free and spotless, but that's just not, you know, going to happen because we're human and we, you know, we're going to hurt people even if we don't try to. So just knowing that that's a possibility and a reality is just going to do so good. Also, just like, 
if you take something really personal, ask yourself why you're ask why you're taking it personal. Is it you know, and then ask if this is because something happened in your past or something that has to do with now. And that really helps kind of deflate like your um your emotions with things. Cause like I'm I'm super emotional. So like like sometimes if like someone doesn't talk to me for like three days, I think that I did like the worst thing possible. When in reality, like we're all kind of disconnecting from reality. So it's just like I have to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe this is not personal and, you know, I don't know, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of things to do, but just, you know, checking yourself is like really important because you're not going to get anywhere if you don't. That's beautiful. I love Thanks. that. <laughs> I do. I love that. I think that's a great way to end our episode. Yeah. And so thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Craven, for giving us all your wise, incredibly leo-esque wisdom yeah <laughs> yeah thank you this was a fun time yeah and, and so um you can always follow us on our social craven's information will be on our website at a gem of a secret podcast.com um be sure to tune in because we've been doing these interviews as we've gotten to know the portland drag community a little bit better please join us this evening for star queens and kings um so you can see me and craven performing in the same show and if you come stay later after the show you're gonna see him real drunk off his ass because i'm gonna get him there so, <laughs> i deserve it i just as the leo says he deserves it <laughs> so bye everybody bye 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 thanks for having me this has been another episode of a gem of a secret podcast the hosts of HM of a Secret Podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday. You may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram. You may follow Coco Jim Holiday at Coco Jim Holiday on Instagram. Original music by Touche Douche and Party Favors. You can follow them respectively at the Touche Douche and at Party Favors Music on Instagram. For more exclusive content, visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com. That is a j e m of a secret podcast.com. Be sure to tune in every week on Thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, email us at ajemofasecretpod at gmail.com. Please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. Until next time, goodbye.